0: SECTION 53 OF LETTERS FROM VICTORIAN PIONEERS This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. LETTERS FROM VICTORIAN PIONEERS Letter 53. From C. J. Latrobe, Melbourne. VICTORIA, Number 17. EXECUTIVE, Melbourne, January 22, 1853. SIR. In the case of the decease of the great majority of officers employed by Her Majesty's Government in these colonies, usage at least would confine the official notification to a simple record of the fact, and of the arrangements which such occurrence might entail. 2. There are circumstances, however, connected with the career of Mr. Henry Pulteney Dana, whose premature death occurred in November last, which may fully justify a more particular remark. His name, as Commandant of Native Police in this colony, will have often been brought, during the past twelve years, under the notice of Her Majesty's Government. 3. The raising of a police force from amongst the Aboriginal tribes, which were found in occupation of the country upon the arrival of the first settlers, was a project of very early contemplation after the new settlement was formally recognized, and taken in charge by Government in 1836. In fact, in obedience to special instructions, preparatory steps were taken to this end by the officer in charge of the new settlement as early as 1837. The objects were twofold, the civilization of the younger natives and the creation of a force which would be seemingly better adapted, in the then existing circumstances of the colony, than any other, to check, if not to prevent, the aggressions of the tribes upon the lives and property of the scattered European population. 5. Upon the appointment of the protectors of Aborigines in 1838, the carrying out of the scheme was somewhat injudiciously, for one reason or another, given into their hands, was pronounced a failure, and shortly after fell to the ground. However, after an interval, as the community grew and became dispersed over a larger extent of country, and collisions between the settlers and the aborigines became unavoidably more serious and fatal, the absolute necessity of securing some such cooperation on the part of the natives became more and more evident, and forced itself upon the attention of the local government. 6. Many obstacles stood in the way, the most difficult of removal, arose from the peculiarly unsettled habits of the race, the power which the older natives have over the young, and the steady opposition which they interposed to the scheme. However, in 1841 circumstances encouraged me to make the trial, and Mr. Henry P. Dana was, on his own urgent and repeated application, with but very moderate encouragement in many respects, authorized to undertake the task. 7. The result is known and need not be here detailed at length a corps of native police was gradually embodied, disciplined, and maintained under his sole management, which was acknowledged on all hands to have fully answered the main purposes for which it was organized, and to have rendered the most important service to the colony in the position in which it was then placed. It at once formed a link between the native and the European, and gave many opportunities for the establishment of friendly relations. The marked success which, in numerous instances, followed its employment, gave confidence to the settler removed the pretexts under which he would feel justified in taking redress into his own hands, and left no excuse for the vindictive reprisals which have been a blot upon the early years of the settlement. The native, on his side, soon saw that in yielding to his natural aggressive impulses he would be opposed to those who were not only his equals in savage cunning and endowment, but his superiors by alliance with the Europeans. 8. Such was the general result of the experiment till within two years of the present time when, with the cessation of the urgent necessity which had called it into existence, the native police was seen to be evidently on the decline. It had, in a great measure, attained the objects of its organization and had outlived its time. Almost the entire number of the original members had died from accident or disease. The natural decay in numbers of the tribes in the colony, and their change of habits and character, particularly among the young, and many other causes, rendered the possibility of its further continuance, by any exertion, very questionable, and although provision for the funds requisite for its maintenance as a distinct branch of the police force was made by the Appropriation Act of the past year, it was soon seen that the gold discovery had its influence upon this service also, and that the native police was in fact becoming extinct." 9. Though I am anxious that the memory of the existence and services of this corps, which furnished the only example of success among the many schemes set on foot to raise the aboriginal native in this quarter of New Holland above its natural level, should not be lost, and am glad to seize the opportunity of making this record, yet my principal object is to do justice to the officer who from first to last was the mainspring of the whole." I have no hesitation in saying that the entire credit of the measure is due to Mr. Dana, for no one who did not bring to the work his tact, energy, firmness, and moral and physical powers of endurance could have succeeded. The service was a most peculiar one in every point of view, entailing much self denial and many sacrifices, but it suited his natural temper and talents and even ministered to his foibles. He may have had his failings but that he spent himself freely in this service with singleness of purpose, and that the hardships and the exposure which it inevitably entailed undermined his constitution and brought him to a premature grave, there can be no question. 10. Had Mr. Dana lived, there can be no doubt, but that his claims, whenever incapacitated for active duties, to favorable consideration, after services of so peculiar and important a character to the colony, would have been most readily conceded, and I think his untimely death should not debar his family from such consideration as it may be in the power of Her Majesty's government to show. The case, viewed in relation to the aboriginal inhabitants of the colony, now rapidly disappearing from its surface, if in no other, is one which stands on its own ground and cannot be drawn into an inconvenient precedent. 11. Mr. Dana leaves a widow and four children of very tender years— and I am heartily supported by the recommendation of my Executive Council in praying that Her Majesty's Government would concede that a gratuity at the rate of two hundred pounds for each year's service should be awarded to the children, and placed in the hands of the gentlemen named under his will to act as trustees and executors, such gratuity to be held chargeable against that portion of the unappropriated moiety of the land-fund which is set apart for the Aborigines, a far larger proportion, it may be remarked, than can ever now be so employed." I have, etc., C. J. Latrobe. The Right Honorable Sir J. Packington, Bart. End of section fifty three.